Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. In the, in the Passion Translation, Proverbs 4.23, it says, So above all, say above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. So I know in some of our circles, we're like inner healing. You know? Danger, 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 you know? We got bells and whistles going off. I get it. But this voice says, guard your insides, bro. Pay attention to what's going on in the innards. You know, your innards need healing just like your outers, right? Come on, somebody. If you think your heart doesn't need any healing, you're lying to yourself. Don't do that. If you've been breathing for five minutes, you probably got pain, okay? There's two kind of people on the planet, those who are healing and those who are not, but everybody's got pain, everybody. So this scripture is wonderful, but it doesn't really tell us how to do it. It tells us what to do and why. doesn't say how. You ever think like this when you're reading your Bible? Like, how do I do that? Okay, amen, Jesus. Now what? Right? Like, I agree. What do I do? Anybody? It's just me? No? Okay. How do we guard our heart? How do we keep it and not lose it? How do we not allow things around us, circumstances, to steal away our strength from the inside out? I'm glad you're asking these questions today. Wonderful questions. I'm going to give you the key to keeping your heart. The key to guarding your heart is knowing where to anchor it. The key to keeping your heart and not losing it is knowing where to anchor it. I'm going to tell you where to anchor it. We're going to read 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18 in the ESV. It says, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Write this down. To truly guard your heart, you must anchor it in the eternal realm. To truly guard your heart, you must anchor it way up in the heavenly realm. you got to take the anchor attached to your heart, lift it off the earth, and put it in heaven. Hook, line, sinker. you got to anchor yourself up, not down, to keep your heart. Let me tell you about the, the other side of that, the risk. You risk losing your heart the moment you entrust your soul to temporary things. Write this down. We risk losing hearts the moment we entrust our souls to temporary things. I'm just full of one-liners this morning. Are you okay? I'm just going to keep going because this is good stuff you need to think about, and we don't have a lot of time. Here's another one. If you can see it in the natural, don't trust it as eternal. If you can see it with your eyeballs, 
Do not trust it as eternal. That's called a forced rhyme. You're welcome, Zoe. I heard that snort. I heard the snort. <laughs> if I don't get one good snort out of my staff every Sunday, what am I doing? What am I doing? All right. If you can see it in the natural, you can't trust it as eternal. If you can touch it, taste it, see it, smell it. What are all the senses? I have three hours of sleep. Almost all of them. I don't know. I paid attention in school, Mom and Dad. I promise. Hear it. Thank you. I got them. Don't trust it as eternal. It will fade away. Those beautiful new black chairs. Ain't they nice? Oh, so nice. So nice. They'll wear out. We'll have to get new ones. They're going to break down. Anything you can see with your eyes is temporary. We need to get this because we are anchoring ourselves in jobs. We're anchoring ourselves in relationships. We're anchoring ourselves in our gift set, our skills. Temporary, temporary, temporary. And that is why you keep losing heart. You've entrusted your soul to something that will not bear the weight of your heart. Only the eternal things can bear the weight of your gigantic heart. He gave you a new heart. It's way heavier than the old one. You thought you had a heavier heart before. No, no, no. The new one is way heavier. It's called the kabod of God. It's the glory of God. He gave you a new heart, and it's way heavier. You need to put that on a new thing, a new platform, a new whatever, um, yoke. You need to place it somewhere that can bear up under the weight of the glory he wants to pour through your emotions. Through your innermost self. Some of you, Christ in you, he's there, but he's locked up so tight no one would know. And I'll tell you why. Because you keep anchoring your heart, not up here, but way down here. You keep anchoring your heart in the temporary, and you keep getting your heart broken. He says, don't do that. We look to things that are seen, not things that are seen, but things that are unseen. The truth is, many of us just love our natural lives way too much. We just love our lives way too much. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, Revelation 12, 10 through 11, please write that down and read the whole thing. But the last one, let's go to the second. Oh, it's there. It's all there. At the very beginning, it says, and they conquered him, the accuser of the brethren, who has been cast down. It says they conquered him. Who's they? Us, the brothers and sisters, the saints. We conquered him. How? By the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony, and everybody puts a period there. Oh, have you, how many times have you heard this? The blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony. It's a comma. It's a comma. I won't do my whole spiel on that. It means you keep reading, okay? They, the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony, the blood of the lamb, and they, not they did not love their lives even unto death. So if you got the blood of the lamb, you're righteous, 100% cleansed, right? You got the word of his testimony, you know why you're cleansed. You've got knowledge. You can share. But if you're holding on to your life, you're holding on for dear life to anything natural, you make both null and void. 
the blood of the Lamb, and the word of the testimony. You nullify it. You don't conquer that way. You only conquer when all three are operating. Some of you need to get over your life and get into Christ's life. He said, if you lose your life for my sake, you'll truly find it. But if you keep your life, it's the way of death. Those who keep their life, they'll lose it. But those who lose their life, will find it. Come on. Paul said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Like, really, if anyone here is afraid of dying, you are gripping hold to temporary things in a way that will break your heart. The fear of death is all over the church, and that's why the devil's eating our lunch. Oh, talk about the blood all you want. Covered in the blood, cleansed by the blood. He's like, yeah. I got a testimony. I got a testimony. The word of Jesus saved me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you love your life, so it doesn't matter. You know who scares the devil? Those who aren't afraid to die. Those who can't be threatened with a good time called heaven. Like, please, do me a favor. Why don't you? Please. I was with Georgian Banoff. He got really intense one point, and he was talking about his testimony. He thought he was going to die. He thought he peeked into heaven and was getting punished because the fire of God hit him so bad. He was burning. He literally jumped into puddles, like, trying to cool himself off in public. Like, he got hit by the fire of God. He, he was with the Jesus people. It was a big, long thing. And he was like, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to peek into heaven, you know. And then he, he was like, the Lord was like, no, it's my, you know, my love. It's okay. I'll, whatever. And it all worked out. But he, after telling that testimony, he's like, some of you just need to go to heaven already. That's what he said to the whole room. I was like, that is the Jesus way to say it. Just go to heaven. Go to heaven already. Some of you really do. Did you know you're already there? Like, I'm going to my couch in a little bit. I got three hours of sleep. I plan to go to my couch. I plan on that. All right? No, sleep. I plan on that. I'm not at my couch yet. Because I plan on going there. Are you hearing me? So why do we say we're going to heaven? I know. You're like, the verse, ah, find one. When I read my Bible, it talks about heaven coming here. <laughs> we have postured with the love of our own life as the impetus for the very good news we're trying to preach. This is the secret. This is the key to keeping your heart. Not loving your life. Not anchoring yourself in the natural realm, but the eternal realm. To live as Christ, to die is actually gain. I am going to spend eternity in heaven. Yes. I know that's what we mean when we say, I'm going to heaven. But it's become more than a confession of our eternal hope. It's become a cop-out for our lack of hope. It's become way more. It started as a confession of our eternal hope. I am going to be with him forever. That's how it started. But it's become a cop-out because we have no hope. Because we're heartless. Not we're mean. We don't have a whole heart. We're afraid. We're afraid of death. We're afraid of circumstances. We're afraid of difficulty. I'm going to show you at the end of this. Jesus promised tribulation. It's a promise of God over your life. 
How many want all the promises of God? Are you sure? Keep your hand up. How many want all the promises of God? He promised crap, tribulation, difficulty. The stuff's going to hit the fan, y'all. It was a promise. You still want all the promises of God? Yes, me too. Amen. But if you anchor yourself in the natural realm, the things that you can see, that relationship, that job, that skill set, that path, that career choice, you will be heartbroken and you will lose heart. Paul said these light momentary afflictions, he's talking about getting shipwrecked an open sea. Imagine it. Anybody ever been shipwrecked before? I can just imagine how terrifying that might be. You know what I'm saying? And they don't got like, you know, the Coast Guard. You just got to swim. Grab a board and swim. You know? <laughs> no thank you. Right? He was snake bit. He was stoned. Not this. This with rocks. You know? Got to make it clear for the young ones. He was, they threw stones at him. And some scholars say he was stoned to death because it says in the book of Acts they came around him and raised him back up. It's not a clear distinction. I wouldn't, like, build a doctrine on it. But I actually have the opinion that Paul was raised from the dead. He was. Yeah. Let's read it in the 2 Corinthians 4.17 in the Passion Translation. It says, we view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal weighty glory far beyond all comparison. Because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. So here's the question you got to walk away with. What are you trusting in the natural for your heart wholeness? What are you anchoring your soul in? That is temporary. Could it be a family member? Could it be a spouse? Could it be me? That's a bad idea. Is it a job? Is it a position? Is it your gifting, your skills? Is it your reputation? Oh, real bad one. Ooh. Whatever it is, whatever that thing is, and you got to deal with that with the Lord. Whatever that thing is. I want to just say to you, you cannot keep your, your eyes on the natural and keep your heart at the same time. You cannot keep your eyes on the natural and keep your heart. You got to make a decision. Do you want to keep your heart? Do you want to lose heart or do you want to keep heart? Okay, then you have to get your eyes off the temporary and eyes on the eternal. Amen? It's a must-have. You must do it. John 16, would you stand? I already mentioned this, but John 16, Jesus said, I have said these things to you. And he's referring to John 14 and 15 and all of 16. So you should go do that homework this week. Read that. John 14, 15, and 16, all the way up to 33. But he said in 33, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. And he didn't speak Greek. He spoke Hebrew. That word is Shalom. That's wholeness, nothing missing or lacking, no division on the inside. You might have wholeness. I've said these things to you that in me you may have shalom, peace. In the world you will have, there it is, tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Look at your number and say, take heart. Take heart. Come on, say it for real. Say it like you need to hear it yourself. Take heart. He has overcome the world. Take heart. He's overcome the world. 
King Jesus, we thank you. I'm going to have the prayer team come on up. King Jesus, we thank you that you have overcome, that you are a conqueror, and you made us more than a conqueror through your power. So, Lord, we thank you for the blood of the Lamb. We thank you for the word of our testimony. And we thank you, Lord, that we are losing our grip on the things of the natural realm. We are letting go of the love of our own life. I release grace right now to love not our own lives. Grace on everyone here who can receive it by faith. To love not your own life, but to truly declare to live is Christ and to die is gain. Thank you, Jesus, for this key of not losing heart. Thank you, Lord, for showing us how to guard our heart today. And God, I pray that anyone here who doesn't know you, doesn't have a heart-to-heart relationship with you, doesn't know you as Savior, Lord, healer, and King, I pray that they would not leave this building until they came down to this team and they received prayer and they would say, what must I do to be saved? What do I need to do? What do I need to say? What do I need? And thank you, Father, that it's none of that. It's just believing in our heart that you, Jesus, are God and that you were raised from the dead. Thank you, Lord. We call you Lord of all. Come on, church. We call you Lord of all. Lord of all. Lord of our circumstances. Lord of our trials. Lord of our triumphs. Lord of all. And we say this family will not lose heart. This family will not lose heart. We bless you, King Jesus. We thank you for this amazing time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah, come on. Let's say thank you, Jesus, for that. It's a good word. All right. Quick announcement. We've been doing these, these themes, right? We did the We Are the Resting Place on. Well, we got another one coming up starting next week across all our campuses, and it's really exciting. Uh, it's called Family First, and we're going to prove to you that God, anytime God wants to do anything, He starts in a family. He starts with the family first. So we're going to be talking about it. We're going to be talking about God's design for family. We're going to be talking about His design for sexuality. We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be talking about the divine uh, blueprint of heaven, of how revival is to come. It's through family, through moms, dads, children. That's how it's coming. Okay? So I'm asking you, bring some people with us, with you next week. Say, listen, we're going to jump into this. We're going to go back to Genesis, all the way back to Genesis. And we're going to look at what God did. So that's starting next week. It'll be a four-week series. I want to just let you know about it ahead of time. We're also going to have a video out tomorrow. If you see it, just share it. Invite somebody to church, man. I mean, let's see Tampa encounter the love of God. How many more people needed that worship time healing blowout power session? How many more people do you know that needed that? I mean, come on. How many more people do you know that need words like this? Amen. Come on. We want Tampa saved. We want peace to reign. So we got to go get it. Let's do it. You're all charged as evangelists. All you got to do is say, hey, you want to come to me, come to church with me? It's kind of weird, but it's also kind of cool. Whatever. All right. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.